0: This is the Liz Soko Podcast, a spiritual self-development podcast that features artists, teachers, and healers from all over the world who offer their wisdom and guidance in the spiritual wellness field. Please head to my website, www.lizsoko.com, for podcast episodes, my book, The Heart Thinks," or to schedule an energy activation session. Please enjoy. And if you like the episode, comment on one of my Instagram posts or send me a message. I would love to connect. Hello and welcome to the Liz Soko podcast. Today we have Chloe Hamilton Meehan, whose Instagram handle is sacred.play. And she has agreed to do the podcast with me and I'm super excited. She has a few different titles that she goes by from real estate development to photography to art to music. So um, we'll talk a little bit more about that later. But first, Chloe is going to do an interesting introduction. She's going to play the Indian flute for us so chloe please can you demonstrate your um, flute skills
1: i would love to yeah so this is my um, native american flute from from oregon and it yeah just always really helps me to kind of get drop into my heart and into that meditative space so i'm gonna start by playing a little song
0: Absolutely beautiful I kind of I also like dropped out into my heart because I, I always start podcasts like overthinking like what's going to come next when I'm kind of just like okay, I'm ready to flow, <laughs> so thank you for that. Um, mm-hmm. Chloe, would you like to tell us more about kind of your background and I know that you live now in Costa Rica, so I wanted to kind of hear your story and what you're doing out there and how you're living
1: yeah i'd love love to share a bit about my my life um, and my journey because i'm currently in a very beautiful part of Costa Rica um, in Malpais it's uh, just yeah on the Nicoya Peninsula living just by the ocean um on a mountain in a very very magical uh jungle fairy palace that's what most people <laughs> call my home um, and yeah it's been quite a journey to get here back in so back in like the end of 2019 i had this really strong feeling that i needed to to let go of everything and prepare for a huge shift i didn't fully understand it at the time but i was like yeah things that i'd been attached to for for a long time like a home my eco house i built in the forest in holland like 15 years ago and like my yeah my workshop because i had a jewelry workshop there even like long term um relationships like many many things I it was this time of like massive clearing for me and I yeah yeah I had a kind of series of different events um led me to um to Costa Rica just yeah many synchronicities and um just kind of really dropped into a space of fully listening to my intuition and my heart and trusting in that it was definitely scary at times when i didn't know what was going to come next and i kind of let go of that familiarity and safety and was still in that in between zone uh, i so i left for costa rica with a backpack and it was just just before the pandemic hit um so i was yeah so i was in costa rica when the pandemic hit plan- planning to go back to england but um just like everything in my being like and my body everything was just like no this is this is really where you're meant to be um and i met a whole yeah a whole new kind of tribe here that i really feel as my soul family and we kind of landed here a lot of us at a similar time and decided to stay um, many of them like healers and musicians and artists and we met at a beautiful gathering called um sound and silence um, after envision festivals so there was a lot of like-minded people in the country at that time And we, yeah, a lot of us came to Santa Teresa and we started to, um, yeah, co-create different events and gatherings and like really, yeah, this sense of community that I'd always been longing for with like people really on a similar frequency to me. It, yeah, that just really like everything I was dreaming of and knew was possible. Then it started to really happen um, for me here in Costa Rica. And I have just been kind of going with that, flow since just really really trusting in it and it's yeah it's led me to my dream home which i recently purchased and so yeah just incredible connections and really now yeah really doing the things that i love but like i'm being uh being able to share my gifts here in the community and be really kind of valued for them and with the music and photography and art and yeah explore that explore it and in co-creation here. Um, it's been, yeah, it's been a really powerful year, definitely challenges at times, um, but but really, yeah, very expansive, and very beautiful.
0: Yes, so I would like to expand a little bit more about confronting the fear, mm. because I'm going through a little bit of that right now myself. Um, I also kind of like dove headfirst into spiritual jobs. So now I'm a yoga teacher and I do some energy activations. And I do marketing for a holistic mental health company. So everything is kind of starting to fall into place now. Yeah. But there was a period of time in my life where everything was just hanging in the air with like tiny little um strings and I was kind of just walking on them. <laughs> so everything was just hanging. I was just like, okay. I was like walking back and forth on them. Like, I guess I can do this for a while, but eventually, eventually something gives way when you surrender to the unknown Mm -hmm. I think that that's the bigger the bigger picture way to look at it it's like the unknown is so vast and so big and we're all just like relative beings yeah and to to like dip our toes into that unknown is is petrifying Mm -hmm. absolutely petrifying Mm -hmm. so um I would like to expand more on our experiences with that um I would like to start because I've actually been feeling this a little bit today, also. I think your vibrations are coming up in the collective, like full on. Um, and so, what I learned from confronting these fears is that, like, why why was I afraid to begin with? You know what I'm saying? Like, where where does that fear originate? Not even where does it fear fear originate? In like a blanket statement, it's just like, what is fear? What does it mean to me? Is it is it survival? Is it a psychological fear? Is it a fear of um, being alone so um eventually i learned that our fears are a manifestation of our desires and that we are so perfect like whoever the creator is i don't know whatever you believe what whoever the magical creator is um we're so perfectly planned that every single desire has a opposite and equal fear and this journey of excavating my fears has also led me to my deepest desires. Um, mm.
1: So I began to
0: see my fears as a gateway rather than a limitation.
1: Mm, okay. Yeah.
0: yeah. And of course you still have to go through the pain and the kind of suffering and the, you know, the psychological shifts that happen when you go from fear to expansiveness and love, mm-hmm. but you start to go there from the side of desire rather than from the side mm-hmm. of fear. Okay. Well fear plus more fear is like panic, but fear yeah. fear that leads to desire from the side of desire will get you to desire.
1: hey I, I really resonate with what you're saying. It's really interesting. I it was literally yesterday I was reflecting on this, but kind of from the other way round.
0: Mm-hmm. I was
1: like um yeah, really tuning into and like visualizing and feeling like what my dream reality could look like. Um specifically with regards to like intimate relationships and love relationships and was kind of yeah, had some very activating experiences recently and was kind of imagining just like how like beyond all the conditioning and like my own like fears just like imagining this really beautiful reality of kind of unconditional love and like what my yeah what my dream would be and it's like the more I visualized and felt and imagined like this expansive, beautiful reality, simultaneously, it was bringing up all the blocks and the fears, <laughs> like that were in the way of me being able to to experience that. So they like really did go like like you said, like yeah, hand in hand. Like there's yeah that duality or the dark and the light or the together. And it was like I was like okay, like rather than then. Sort of resisting that and being like, oh, no, I think in the when I was younger, I would kind of had a fear of fear. And then you get in this kind of feedback loop that just goes on forever. You know, I'd like now I've got to this point where I'm like, OK, this is, you know, an, an opportunity like to 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 feel what's there to like to. yeah, and And I'm learning more and more to like how to to really just like drop in and feel and go deep, really deep into it. And not resist it whatever it is and to like to yeah and uh, like on the other side of it often it like there's that is really like where the where the real magic is and where like the yeah but on the other side of that like and when you can kind of go through it it's like and and it's really embodied then it's embodied it's not like it's you've gone really into the body it's
0: not a a delusion anymore it's a practical reality so actually i would like to um off of this a little bit so i'm very like psychoanalytical with myself and then sometimes i'll get into like oh boy this is like a delusion this is not reality you know Mm -hmm. and then I'm, i'm my soul is always like do you know who you're talking to like you have experienced all of these things like walking up a ladder like you cannot say that this is a delusion like even with this podcast it's like sometimes i'll like turn around and be like wow like all of these people, they were just luck, you know, that I found these brilliant souls to have these deep conversations with. Like, and, and then, and then always like that doubt is always canceled out with like, there's no way because this is just like a spiritual manifestation of my own inner work, you know? Yeah, 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 yeah exactly. Yeah. yeah. And I think that uh, what a lot of people need to see right now, and I'm getting like a little channeled message here is that um, without like, how do I say this the best? Like, there is another side. I, I feel like like looking, out, looking at the matrix from not, not necessarily the outside, but from a different perspective, there's so much limitation. And, the, and that limitation is actually, it's like a crust encrusted fear. And it seems as if that, like, you'll keep going to the wall, and the wall will keep bouncing you back. And, like, you'll keep going down to lower vibrations and then trying to break through that fear. But that is a belief in and of itself. So that that is a thought system. And to actually experience fear means to go through that wall and to surrender to the unknown and to feel that expansiveness. And and that expansiveness is going to be scary if you've been codependent and attached and um, Mm -hmm. safe your whole life. Um, It's unsafe. It feels unsafe. I will just put it out there. Like, it's not going to feel safe. You're going to feel like, okay, any second my mind is just going to go. But trust me, it will not go. <laughs> because we are, um, we have these spacesuits. Like, we're interdimensional explorers. And, like, we're built to explore these higher levels of consciousness. At this day and age, at this level of our human evolution, we are actually in more pain resisting the exploration you're having these symptoms and this pain and these darker lower vibrations are coming up because we are our souls and our inner vibrations are bursting through the seams
1: <laughs> so that was just like a little message that was coming through but let's move on <laughs> and I, I, I totally resonate with that and I think that was a big part of like the impetus to make the big changes I made because the 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 pain and the discomfort of staying stuck in this reality that actually felt like very limited for me. Um, when I, when I knew there was something much more expansive and much more love filled and yeah, just abundant, like possible, the the, the pain of staying in that limited reality that became stronger for me than, than the fear of like, of stepping into the unknown. Like, and I was like, yeah, kind of like the, little crabs we have so many hermit crabs here on the beach like I was they they, I always think about them they have this moment where they have to take off their you know they have to leave their shell and they're like completely like vulnerable and raw out in the open without a shell but it's so they they would die if they stayed in it it's so tight and then they have to find a bigger shell and it's like yeah I feel there is there there is always that time when you leave one reality and come out when you don't quite know where the next one is that it's Mm -hmm. like it, it is a very kind of raw and vulnerable time, but there's, a, there's so much beauty in that as well. Yeah. And
0: um, I would like to talk about the vulnerability of that phase and how I don't like to stick to like dichotomies and gender dichotomies. But I do think that it is it is slightly easier for women to be vulnerable,
1: mm-hmm. and to
0: feel to really feel like, OK, like. Like for me, like I would even test myself, and be like, okay, if I die in the next moment, is that really the worst thing that could happen? Like, um, like completely vulnerable, like put all the cards out on the table. What are my fears? What are my doubts? What are my insecurities? And then I was like, I'm actually okay with all of this. Like it's, it's not the worst, you know what I'm saying? Like, what is really the worst case scenario? Is there a worst case scenario or are we just looking at reality through the minds of limited humans?
1: Hmm, that gives a lot of freedom to I think to reflect on death and on those things that gives us a huge amount of freedom while we while we are alive if we can rather than pushing it away and having it lurking in the background to just like face it head on I, I love that that you do that.
0: Yeah. I mean I'm I'm definitely a little bit of a like a tantric. <laughs> definitely a little bit of a tantric. Um I don't recommend that everybody do that but <laughs> I do think that there is a there's a lesson there to be had where um we lost um as a culture as a as a global society we have lost our connection to the divine. I know I know that this is a very cliche statement. Like go to Gaia.com, like watch all the documentaries. But I want to go even deeper and say that devotion is actually devotional practice and devotion to higher entities and supreme beings and um the astral realm. Like devotion is what will give us the safety and security that we seek because I wouldn't, I wouldn't feel safe exploring the unknown without being devoted. For me, it was God. Um, I've, I've always been connected to God, and I know that that word triggers a lot of people, but, or supreme consciousness, whatever you prefer to call it, um, spirit, universal source, power, whatever. I never doubted the existence of universal source consciousness, because I've always felt it in my soul. I know that a lot of people struggle with locating that, finding that throughout their lives.
1: I think it's. A, I really like this topic you brought up of how to bring the yeah the safe the safety and the yeah the groundedness in when we're exploring when we're kind of doing this ex- exploration into outer space and really taking things far because it's. I I had from a very young age I had this uh, like a really strong drive to want to kind of discover like. Yeah, higher truths and explore yeah, just different concepts and realities, and was very drawn to uh, reading like buddhist books and and um also like what was, like lucid dreaming and I used to go and pick magic mushrooms in the fields so, and like very young when I was like you know, like fourteen and and i, I went on was on a trip with my mum to to Bhutan in India when I was like sixteen and i was so kind of blown open already i was like i was a very open sensitive child i was always, always painting spending like hours in nature like making little like homes for and shrines for like the fairies and super open and we went we went to the himalayas up to this place called um tiger's nest monastery um like really high in the himalayas and there were like monks um chanting and i yeah been doing we went we were getting kind of lots of teachings from different Buddhist monks and it was a trip that we went on with a group of psychotherapists as well I think just having being so young and having a very open mind that experience it was so much for me that I it just kind of blew almost blew me open mm-hmm. and I I also didn't feel the groundedness in the safety in myself at that time I'd already left home was living in London on a, on a canal boat it was kind of yeah, just having quite a very yeah very free life but with a, a not not much structural groundedness and it took me it took me years to kind of process the the experience i had i like later kind of healers tried to help me with it and understand that i'd had a kind of spontaneous like kundalini awakening and i at that time, I I didn't have the, the practices. So I didn't know how. Now I would use like breath work or like different embodiment practices or, you know, or just mm. yeah, I've done so much work to know how to kind of bring myself back down to earth and to, to but I, yeah, at that age, I just didn't know. And I was, I was just like, whoa, like I was experiencing everything all at once nothing made sense anymore I was like what does this all mean like how am I gonna just like how am I gonna function live a normal life now?" I've seen reality in this way like, like it, yeah I was, and I and I didn't go back to school after that I ended up going like a
0: totally different route wow wow, wow. that's so brilliant and what age was that 16, yeah. 16 okay that's interesting because when you said spontaneous kundalini awakening i was like that's exactly why we're energetically like compatible in doing this podcast episode because i actually had a spontaneous kundalini awakening like a year ago like kind of during the covid time and um when you're when you don't have the practices to ground that electric current um it leads to a lot of physical, mental, spiritual symptoms that are kind of described by the modern medical system as like, that are, they're that labeled in, in, in an accurate way because yeah. Um, yeah,
1: it's often seen as like a mental health part. Yeah. Yeah. So, so I, I
0: actually had that and it was very, very strong and it was very embodied. Mm-hmm. Um, and a force inside of me was like, this is Shakti. Like it would, like it would talk to me. You know, it'd be like, "This is Shakti." Yeah, and then like, and then, and then she, I guess she or whatever, um, she was like, "We're gonna work now." Wow. She. <laughs> so I was go- like, "Okay, take it away." <laughs> I was like, "All right, take it away." <laughs> and um, yeah, so I've been doing the work up until now. It's been very chaotic, but like I said, like having, having like a deity like Shakti or. <laughs> Or Shiva, or God. Without without that propelling force, we fall into back down to the matrix, and I'm sure that happened to you as well. After, it was, yeah. Uh, yeah,
1: it, it was very it was very intense. Um, and there was a lot of chaos and just I feel like yeah that energy can be so powerful that does it can be very very destructive or very very creative it's just like pure life force energy Mm -hmm. and I yeah I ended up I, I luckily I found a healer that supported me after you know first people i was so young and like at first people were trying to figure out what was wrong with me and like oh you know did she have like anxiety or depression or is it this you know trying and i luckily managed to escape the the kind of mental health system and i found a healer that had been through a similar thing um and she she, yeah she invited me to stay with her it was like she was in scotland i somehow managed to get to scotland she was like half indian um, half Scottish and I, i'd had the experience in India, well, in India and Bhutan that was a big part of what kind of triggered the whole thing and I feel a very strong connection with Indian people and Indian culture and I really felt like she we both as soon as we we met she felt like I was her spiritual daughter and I felt like she was my yeah. spiritual mother. we both just cried and I felt safe and grounded with her, and she really supported me through a lot of the process um, it did it took it took years it wasn 't those few months, and it was after that that I I yeah, ended up going on a whole journey. I decided not to go back to to college or school, and I went to end up traveling to to a rainbow gathering in the in the Pyrenees, and from there with a group of people to the Netherlands, to to Holland, and lived a yeah very very alternative life. Um, we, yeah, we started a we we started a business doing um, wood fired pizza at festivals with like a a, a cafe tent, and kind of did that for years. Like, I, do, I couldn't have done, like, a normal nine-to-five job. I was, like, in a, yeah,
0: yeah. Totally different. I get it. No, I get it. Like, fried.
1: <laughs> <laughs> only <laughs> now,
0: yeah, only now am I beginning to, like, get really back more into the structure. But yeah. something that I wanted to focus on, like, people who have had kundalini awakenings or just even, like, Satori, like, initial awakening, mm-hmm. I just want to say that, if you surrender to the energy and you and you see it as a beautiful divine force that is helping you yeah. that's assisting you on your journey it, it's a lot better
1: because,
0: yeah and don't fall into your doubts because you can almost spiral out of control mm-hmm. and it, this is also a part of the process like I've, I've read a lot of articles i've done a lot of research on shamanic awakenings as well and yeah. the process of how shamans exit the veil and See beyond the veil and the symptoms they have of expansive consciousness, and it's very, very similar to Kundalini awakening. Yeah, yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: yeah, and in a lot
1: of cult, and I, yeah, I did a lot of research into that too. Um, I into seeing in, in a lot of cultures that it's really you know, in 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 a different time as well, it would be really valued and seen as something sacred and beautiful and. There would be someone older there to help guide you through the process, and it it makes me really sad to see how many people are kind of like slip through the net and end up in the mental health system, being yeah, being given really strong pharmaceuticals and losing all their self confidence and their self worth because there's so much like judgment around it. I yeah, so I, one of the things that's really important to me is to create like a safe safe spaces to to talk about these things and for people to feel like. That it's safe to feel to feel whatever they're feeling or whatever they're going through and that's yeah, why i've always wanted to have like a really yeah beautiful nurturing space like the, the space i had in holland in the forest and now here in the jungle like where has yeah, just like this kind of motherly energy i love to like cook really healthy food and like make things and just have this nurturing environment also yeah also you know a space, there's space for like freedom and wildness and experimentation and like a lot of different things happen in this in this home but it's like it's always from this foundation of like yeah safety and groundedness and kind of and I guess that's what I've been really working on in my own being when I was younger it was like I was very much out there and in the heights but I didn't have the roots and now I've kind of got much more of a balance the the tantra the Tantras really helped me with that like the, the I, yeah I, I went away and did a, a training in sort of Taoist da- um uh, practices and tantra and sacred feminine arts, and that's really really helped me get more in the body and into kind of just like into this earthly life in a healthy way mm-hmm.
0: Yes, I would like to add something to that and this like this 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 state of being like like floating around or like being ungrounded um. I think it's actually worse in city settings and it's worse in modern culture. I find a grounded person who's aware of their selfhood and aware of their purpose in life is very rare because I live in New York city. So everywhere I go, it's ungrounded people who are successful, quote unquote, you know? Yeah. 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 So uh, the way that I had connected to that feminine grounded energy is through dance and music yeah. um, luckily I had a, I had um, my past was mostly dance I, I did ballet for like my early years so it was kind of like oh I have something to go back to you know and doing yoga and I've kind of just really departed from the whole um, capitalistic drive forward over everyone else's um, well-being paradigm i've just i've completely just departed from it you know and it kind
1: of
0: yeah it kind of happened overnight i mean like i still live in new york but i'm very community oriented and i find that many individuals here actually need the most help so Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah so what i found to be my my mission and my purpose is to stay where the help is needed even though I would love to move to Costa Rica as well. Maybe I will in like 20 years. But right now, New York City needs that help more than yeah. any place, you know?
1: Yeah. Yeah. And well, our souls, I really believe, have have chosen certain missions before we come here. And some are really to be there on the front lines. Yeah. yeah.
0: Unfortunately. Yeah.
1: <laughs> Well so if you need if you need somewhere to recharge and like <laughs> to yeah. be able to do that work, you're always welcome to, to come and visit. Oh,
0: <laughs> I will. I will take that offer up. So Chloe, I want to hear more about your photography and how you use art, like you said, to embody the up there energy. Those uh, vibrations.
1: Yeah. yeah. Okay, yeah. So yeah, I use all, all different mediums of art. Like I kind of yeah, I love to bring the kind of the subtle realms and the the sacred and the, the magical and the divine into like into everything I create, like whether that's a, a house or yeah, a visual art or a piece of jewelry. And I think the thing that I've been getting really yeah, really excited about recently is um, is the photography, just because it's been a lovely way to to connect with. Um, I started primarily with with women doing these kind of uh, goddess shoots. Um, and I kind of bring together like the, yeah, my love of like embodiment and tantra and kind of guide, yeah, guide a little ceremony where we really like connect with the body or any blocks that are there and kind of breathe through those and go into some like sensual dance and really feel that inner beauty shining and then just like go into the photo shoot in a very like playful way so we can just like really capture the, the essence of that, yeah, of that person and, and, in innate always like deep in nature somewhere private like yeah just feel very free and it's yeah it's a really really satisfying thing to do just I I see the transformation just in within a few hours um how, how like liberated and wild and free the women feel and then having this like visual yeah thing to look at afterwards and be like wow like often it's like wow that's me oh my god like you're so excited and happy and um and i have recently started to play with the imagery also using yeah painting painting on the photos afterwards so kind of really like bringing in different um sacred symbols and the energy and kind of just yeah transforming it to another another level Um, wow
0: that sounds like that sounds not only healing, but it's also art and it's also um, it's usable content. So that sounds like you combine yeah. everything into one. Yeah. Which is exactly. Very, very cool. It's very modern and it's also edgy. I love your photography. I think if you're listening to this or you're watching, you should check out her uh, photography on sacred.play on Instagram. And um,
1: photography
0: sacred temple. That's and the photography is sacred temple, yes. Um, I wanted to ask you about ceremony and how you think we can cultivate a life, whether we're in New York City or in Costa Rica or wherever you are, uh, how to cultivate a lifestyle that embodies uh, ceremony and also like a ritualistic aspect.
1: Beautiful question. Um, there's, There's so many different ways you can play with, bringing that, yeah, that sacred and ceremony into into the every day, I think, just yeah, how you how you wake up in the morning, like really, really taking the time to like tune in and like feel your yeah your body, or your womb, your heart before you start your day and to take some time to meditate or maybe yeah, smudge to clear, clear the space. And It can be really simple, just even in how you like make a a cup of tea, or like I think for me, it's really like it's bringing like your full presence to whatever you're doing, to like to be as present as you possibly can be, and then be like, how can I, hey, how can I make this moment or this action or this thing that I'm creating, how can I make it as beautiful and as yeah and as creative and as sacred as possible, and like really, yeah, really play with that. Um, and it can be nice to have a little bit more like, yeah, structure in it. Like the other, the other day, and you can bring it really into everything. I'm realizing this is quite new for me, but like recently I yeah, I was kind of, was I was in dating someone and we decided like, that it wasn't quite right for us to be like intimate and romantic with each other. And we decided to to shift the dynamic of the relationship and um, and I suggested like how about we do a ceremony to kind of like to when it would like as said well, let's call it like a relationship evolution ceremony rather it's not ending it's like evolving and really like created this container where we just kind of clear uh, express anything that needed to be cleared and like then sort of express our gratitude for each other and honor like memories and like look at like the vision our shared vision for you know our own lives and our uh, the connection with each other and and we really like put a lot of effort into setting the space with um with candles and like and crystals and just like all those little things that they help to So you don't have to have them but for me it really it gives this feeling of like it just makes it yeah more special and like intentional and, and there was really like a palpable magic and feeling in the air, like, cause we created that that container that we could really, really relax in. And, and the the depth and the connection that we experienced during that was like more than we'd ever experienced before. And I was like thinking like, why why am I not doing this all the time? Why do <laughs> you have to wait like till something ends? Or like, why don't we bring this, you know, this level of like, yeah, just respect and beauty and intentionality into like yeah into everything. Like, well, how yeah, how can I bring that more into into my day, into my life?
0: Yeah, I think I think that living at that level of ceremony requires a degree of maturity and self understanding, but also soul wisdom. Um, because we're all like pushed, and I think it's the whole world is moving so fast that. We almost can't stop our minds that are moving so fast, so fast. Do this, do that, you know, do this, do that. So to overcome that do mind
1: mm. and
0: become a be mind that requires uh, a lot of maturity, emotional maturity and spiritual maturity. So I think that this idea of ceremony in the elevated sense, it, it's something that we evolve into. It's something that we grow into. Yes. Yeah. You know, and- yeah. I noticed that like when older people or like when older couples, I always found it so beautiful. Like they're not, their hormones aren't rushing, you know, they're not like in this like ecstatic dating state, but their whole relationship has become ceremony, you know, drink the coffee in the morning together, read the separate books, you know, go for the walk, plan the vacation together. And it's, it's something that I've always like, like I'll go into like a, a topic that we talked about earlier and that was the fear and desire thing. So mm-hmm something I've discovered about myself is that that was my true desire to have that, to have that ceremony with mm. a partner in my later years of life. But it actually had also become my biggest fear of not having
1: that. Okay. Uh,
0: yeah. So again, the. Yes. Yes. And it, it, it formed unhealthy attachments with the outside world, anxious attachment styles that kept me in a self-doubting state because I hadn't cultivated the wholeness of knowing that I'm worthy of that.
1: Hmm.
0: and now I've called in a relationship that is that like right now you know like I didn't have to wait 50 years I have that right now and it's absolutely beautiful like um, that's that's what I mean like that's what Chloe was saying about the magic behind that fear that encrusted fear wall it's almost like it's almost like you're in a womb before you break through it and then finally like you're a real human (laughs) you know like you're living in this safety net sorry and <coughs> you're living in this safety net. And once you see that um, it's, it's up to you and it's up to your timing as well as also in part with the divine timing to set yourself free. Mm. So this idea of setting yourself free, I think, I think that goes really hand in hand with the idea of ceremony and Whenever you practice ceremony, it's a practice of setting yourself free.
1: Yes. Uh, Yes. No
0: matter what it is, right?
1: Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And really coming fully back to the present, to to yourself, to the moment. Yeah.
0: And and kind of, yes. And kind of removing all of the do, 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 do. And Mm -hmm. when you're in ceremony, when you're present, you're in the beat. You're in the... that weird state that we all fall into here and there it's not it's not like an always state i wish it was like um that's the perfectionist in me but um we're only in that state when we're not clinging to the outside worlds
1: yeah because it's really yeah it's from within and it's like i what i love about that space is that it's like it feels like time and space really open up i get this sense of like with the infinite and the expansiveness and it feels like yeah there's infinite possibilities and i'm able to just like see see very clearly and i feel like this a uh, yeah an alignment like real like connected with, yeah, like, with like heaven. yeah connected with heaven and earth and like this sense like with my heart being in the center and like it's yeah <laughs> yeah let's tune into that feeling <laughs> yeah
0: it's it's indescribable to be honest with you
1: <sighs> it's like that
0: feeling where where um it feels like if someone were to like kick you or like steal your money or, or something awful would happen, you wouldn't even care. You would just, you would be in such a state of internalized experience that you wouldn't even realize. You know what I'm saying? It's like that feeling of being, I mean also being present allows you to be more aware with the environment also. But when you're aware in the sense of ceremony, you're all, almost also, you're also, it's, it's a state of beautiful detachment.
1: Yeah, it definitely allows you to, to navigate suffering in a different way. That's for sure. When you can detach.
0: I, I love what you said with the relationship. Like, I'm just thinking about that now. And the relationship ceremony and how you alchemize the suffering that could have resulted from it into something creative and beautiful. And it's a very, like, Kali energy, um, very, like, consume the evil and um, exude the good. And, mm
1: it was yeah it was really really healing and it was like at the beginning there was there there was suffering and there was there were there was things that needed to be expressed it was a whole journey from that to like going through that together brought this whole new level of like closeness and respect and and love and i think if you both have the intention and we we kind of we communicated this and voiced it from like you know from day one that it would always you know the the main intention and commitment was to be to speak our truth and to to come from a place of love and to to always strive to come back to that. It's like of course we're human and we're going to get triggered and things are going to come up, but like if you can always have that as a set to kind of navigate back to. Um, and it's something i kind of longed for to be able to do in previous like in previous long-term relationships i hadn't been able to so he he also said oh maybe i can channel for you like your previous partners that you haven't been able to do that with and it was like yeah the healing wow. really, uh, really deep and for him too as something came up which yeah, had repeated in multiple previous um connections and he was able to really feel that and be held in it and it's like this Yeah, I really feel there's some shift happening now with the, like, uh, divine masculine and feminine, like a new trust being built. And, yeah, very, yeah, definitely recently for me, like, I don't know if it's just my own inner process and I'm seeing it more in the the world. But I feel, yeah, I feel some really beautiful shifts happening.
0: I feel the beautiful shifts, but I also feel the other side Um, because we all go through different states of awareness throughout the day so sometimes i'll feel like immense fear um especially like going outside or, or taking the bus mm-hmm. and at some points i'll just feel like this unconditional love and connection like in through random people i've never seen or met before and i'll just feel this like connection to their deeper purpose and and even to their suffering and i'll, and I'll just let myself feel it and that's that's my evolution right now like i think that's the feminine evolution it's to 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 hold the suffering rather than to ask why or to yes. point fingers and blame. It's
1: just yes. say, okay,
0: the suffering, the suffering is a thing. Like, it's a real thing. It's undeniable. Um, it's a part of who we are. And to, when, whenever I'm interacting now with people and I walk into a room, I used to get crazy social anxiety because I would feel all of that suffering and I would repress it right away. I had like um, my ego would just repress it. But now I walk into the room, I feel the suffering. I definitely still feel it. But I breathe into it and I breathe compassion into it Mm. and it actually gives you like a little bit of a high (laughs) honestly it gives you a little bit of just like an ecstatic state and
1: alchemizing it yeah yeah
0: yeah so you're you're transmuting it into a higher (laughs) vibration and it makes relationships better it makes your life it makes um thinking easier Because when we're in those states of suffering and agitation, we don't think straight. Uh, Some people call that fight or flight. I don't really like the word fight or flight because it kind of, it gives a negative connotation. And I think that, yes, yes, we have the animal component, but we're not animals, we're humans. So I don't like the word like fight or flight, you know, like flooded with hormones. I like the idea of um, agitated and you need a resolution. So in that state, when we're in that state, we, we should be looking for a resolution. Not looking, not, well, that's why the resolution is fight or flight. But I, I really don't think that we're that animalistic anymore. I think the resolution in conscious beings, when you feel this way, or triggered, or um, when you feel an influx of energy that isn't necessarily yours, the new way to manage that is to reconcile whatever conflicts are, are being brought up within you and to kind of place everything in its spot to make connections to forgive to harmonize to alchemize mm-hmm. and to have empathy at the end of the day to just have empathy and this this is I truly believe that that's that's how it's gonna end up happening for all of us
1: <laughs> I, I, I like that because I feel I, I also I also used to get very affected in social situations and I. I always been very open and sensitive so I feel things very strongly if if, especially if there's like disharmony or conflicts or like intense energies it can feel like it's really coming coming in on you and I guess I've been really learning to yeah to to take the time to nurture to really nurture myself and recharge myself and and like, taking kind of self-love to a whole new level of... Um, and then I, I, when I go out and, and be with others, I feel like, yeah, my, my centre feels so strong that it's more like, rather than, like, this... I kind of see it visually, like, my energy is shining out and affecting the environment around me rather than all that energy is kind of coming in on me and, like, uh, I see it, like, and I'm... And it's, like, actually... If, yeah, and if I feel like I can't do that, then... I'll, and yeah, I'll take my space. I'm happy to take space mm-hmm. at home. And, I, and I've also reflected on, you know, if I'm really affected by other people and their energy, it's like actually, well, is it just, you know, triggering a, a part with inside of me, you know, that still needs healing or mm-hmm. love. And otherwise, why would it be, you know, why would I be so affected by it? And we're, you know, we are, we're all connected. Like we're all totally connected as humans and I, yeah, also, I think I don't want to block it out and push it away. It's like I want to, you know, I want to have genuine empathy and compassion and feel it, but but not let it, like, not to the point that it's kind of destroying me. Like, mm-hmm. it's like how how do we then, like, yeah, feel it and really empathize, but then also, like you say, like, find find ways of transmuting it. And I think, like, for me also, I've been really learning. I didn't, I wasn't, like, lucky enough to have dance when I was like a child or growing up but but it's something since I've been here in Costa Rica I've been around so many people that use like sound healing and dance and movement and like shamanic breath work and all these different practices it's like ecstatic dances all you know, every day and it, it, it's it's that's been amazing for me to be like okay even if I'm holding all these things I can just go and like release learning just to be much freer and like i I think it helps having space and being in the jungle but to like just go and like scream out into the into the ocean or whatever and just like just let it out like not have this kind of tendency to like oh if you're feeling all those things i need to like clench up and hold it in and like sort it out in my own mind like um
0: yeah that's interesting because with the kundalini energy i noticed that when it rises when it begins to rise and like begin to do its magic and heal things in public um it's almost impossible to recognize it and to see it for what it is because there's um it's not a safe space then you know yeah and when we do healing and when we expand our consciousness we need to be in an incredibly safe space yeah and it needs to be our own space yeah um and i think i think that also that also complements the idea of
1: ceremony yeah Uh, Yeah, it's creating a very safe space
0: yeah and I noticed for myself it's like like yes I was being triggered but also perhaps I didn't need to be around that many people all the time you know it's kind of also just rational like that's obviously not the move for you right now yeah yeah, so I started taking my time I like I I have like very few friends now but it's coming from a place of just like complete just like self-love And honoring the deep connections that I do have and not seeking to have superficial connections. You know, Um, I think that's useful advice for people because um, it's easy to want to be somebody and make something of yourself and, you know, and taint all of these connections. But a lot of us aren't built for that. Yeah. A lot of us aren't that person. Most of us aren't that person. (laughs) And some people recognize it but other people repress that and they they still try to fit in fit in fit in fit in um, and i think that's that comes from like high school high school really sets the stage for that for sure
1: yeah i think that probably is in in our western culture probably um more value put on being extrovert for sure But so that's like uh i remember growing up and i was much more introverted connected to my inner world and Mm -hmm. I was so happy just being you know in nature or in silence painting making things and I my brother was very very confident very extrovert like a musician actor like always you know the most popular boy in the school we could go to a new school and within two days everyone would know him and and I do remember feeling kind of yeah inferior or like yeah Yeah, because I couldn't do that I just couldn't do that I was like not like you say not built for that just and I've learned yeah you know throughout my life I've like really learned the value in like my own being and how I am like the amount of you know the amount of depth that there is in if you have that that quieter space and you're more in that kind of observing more or in the receptive mode like the and noticing and really valuing other people that are also more yeah quieter and more introverted and like when they do speak it's like really often coming from a very like deep and wise place and mm-hmm. and i feel and yeah, i just feel very comfortable with with pe- just being in 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 a space with people like that that we can just be together and create or just do stuff but it doesn't no one's needing to te- no one's needing to have like a lot of attention or take up a lot of space because mm-hmm. they're not feeding off that attention to recharge themselves they're they're recharging themselves from their own like inner resource it's like wow and i think either's neither neither's right or wrong it's just different but mm-hmm. i think yeah i've definitely it's definitely been a process throughout my life to kind of to learn to be to comfortable and yeah not only comfortable with how i am but to love it and to embrace it mm-hmm. I, I, I take a lot of time alone like i sometimes need like a whole week just to be completely alone at home and then i'll be fully recharged and be like yeah i want to get out there and connect mm-hmm. and socialize and they like, yeah. yeah
0: and there's nothing wrong with that i think um i think that's almost better I think there's a quote that like most of humanity's problems come from man not being able to sit alone um, or just to be alone and something is Blaise Pascal and you know I, I, I definitely am an introvert I don't attract loud boisterous people necessarily but I thought I did like for my whole life I was like oh like I'm this loud person you know and then I started to seem like I'm, I'm, only, I'm only this loud person with my family and like really close friends, you know. But everywhere else, I'm a complete introvert. And even with this podcast, I only find other people who are very like tuned in, you know. And that was, that was hard to accept at first. I had like FOMO, like everyone's going out and, you know, drinking and wearing yeah. outfits. And then I'm, and I'm here in yeah. leggings, like reading my spiritual t books like like, what are you doing like a part of me was like what the heck are you doing and then I I kind of just said this is what I like doing you know like it doesn't have to be a complex story but that's also something that we all have to break through it's not something that comes easily it's something that the younger generation is going to have a lot of trouble with I think because they're always so connected in, in technology and always so reliant on validation that's
1: yeah, a whole, new, whole different level of that
0: yeah. yeah yeah and not having that is going to cause a crisis i, I believe that so um what's your um uh, advice for someone who's just delving into embodiment and sacred play um with the feminine and embodied art
1: that's my advice um I think really like um, learning to really like tune into your body and I think like the body doesn't lie like there's the mind can get very confusing and there's a lot of duality and like yeah and, and all the conditioning that we have but I feel like our body knows that you just feel like if you can start to see the subtleties in like if you're around um certain people or situations like if your body's like opening up or contracting and like when it comes to making decisions um like really like tuning into your your womb and into your yoni and mean like yeah just feeling like is it like this this full body like yes do you feel like turned on yes fuck yes do you feel excited do you feel like mm, like is i think that that's really really helped me to get more embodied and and less in the mind and and like that's something you can use for then anything whether it's I think there's there's so many different teachers and roots and different things you can discover but it but going into that it's really important that you're connected with your your intuition and your body because some of it can also be very distracting and there's you know also in in these spiritual conscious communities and the tantrum. There's yeah, there's the dark and the light as as there is with everything. And I think to go in it into it and to really to be grounded and to feel safe and to be very connected with like, with your own yeah, with your fuck yes and your fuck no. Like really knowing what you want. That's I think that's really healthy before you start opening up to especially the more kind of yeah the more adventurous routes that you can take.
0: Yeah. So I think that at the subtle level um At the subtle level, like, it's not easy to perceive what's really happening. Like, it it took me a while with sound healing, because that's a very subtle healing. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's very subtle. Um, I would say there are more, like, crude forms of embodiment, like yoga, obviously, and ecstatic dance is pretty crude as well, because you're literally shaking out your emotions, and I think... When it comes to art, that's also very subtle. Art art is a very subtle form of expression. Yeah. Whether it's painting or even photography. Uh, I'm talking about fine arts. Like, fine arts are very, very subtle.
1: Yeah. Because
0: they require you to have a one to one mind body connection. Yeah. And to have complete, like, no distractions from the monkey mind and to be mm-hmm. very zoned in in this. In that, like you said, like that stacked aligned state. Yeah. So I I find that that's hard for me to get into. <laughs> I'm definitely more of like a crude, like just like feel it in the body type of person. I think my evolution is into music, but everybody's different, and
1: yeah. Yeah, I don't know if that would be it. if I would use the word crude because it kind of makes it feel like less than in some way. I think it it's more for me. It's been kind of like it's interesting because it, for me it's been the other way around I was naturally like super strong I literally from like the age of four I just wanted to paint all the time I wanted to I was like flying the cosmos I was but it was very hard for me to get into like into my body I wasn't really doing sports I or dance uh, mm-hmm. that's been something I'm like I'm really feeling the, from the like the sacredness and the yeah and the 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 beauty and in, in, in bringing it into the body mm-hmm. like now, and like I feel my body like literally like change like that that light frequency and that spiritual energy I feel it coming into the body and my body becoming like softer and like more I just feel that gentleness and that love kind of rather than rather than experiencing it out there and then the body being quite tense and hard it's like yeah, there's so much value in in all of it and I feel like Infecting everything yeah, and my and my and I have so much more energy, from going into the body and connecting really with like the earth energy and the physicality, I have so much more like vital life force energy to be able to actually manifest my visions so and my mm-hmm. art. It's like if I just go out there, it's like it can be it can be a very frustrating state to be in if you're like constantly inspired and like overloaded with all this inspiration, but you're not able to like bring it down and actually create with it. It's like
0: grounding that energy you found like physical activity to be useful,
1: yeah. So, this is always the balance, and the Mm yin and the yang, the heaven and earth, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so I think we're gonna end for today.
0: Um, can you just share your socials one more time and any services that you offer, whether it's virtual or in, in person?
1: so yeah my main kind of personal um instagram is sacred.play there i share my my journey and some of my artwork and what i'm up to here in costa rica and yeah different healing experiences i'm having around the world um and then i have my other instagram sacred.temple where i purely share the the visual art and the photography um, I offer yeah one one to one and group um, photography embodiment sessions um, and yeah also with the, the sacred artwork um, I'm still really really discovering yeah what it is I'd like to to share here in Costa Rica I'm in kind of collaboration with a few different people around potential um, retreats and um, so that I'll share more as that kind of as that comes and as that happens on my, you yeah, on my Instagram. Um, and I yeah, also have, I have another Instagram, it's uh, Chloe Hamilton jewelry, but that's kind of a little bit on pause at the moment as I've been focusing more yeah, on yeah, creating this temple space here in Costa Rica and build, building a life here. So I have, I have my jewelry workshop in London. I, I dream to bring it over here soon. But I need to make a very dry space first because it's so damp here in the jungle. Mm-hmm. I don't want everything that's so exciting. So yeah, yeah,
0: go ahead and follow her. Hopefully, you enjoyed this episode. I think it was really juicy. To be honest with you, it's very like deep. Um, yeah. That's how I like it.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> and I really enjoyed this conversation. I am a little sick, so you could probably hear that. I apologize. My apologies. Nothing will stop me from my mission. <laughs> and Thank you, Chloe, so much for agreeing to do this with me and to co-creating um, for a part of this universal project that I'm working on. Thank you.
1: Thank you for inviting me. It was a really beautiful experience and really yeah, enjoyed your presence and going, yeah, going deep on these topics. Thank you so much.